Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. All right, welcome to the podcast, Karina Grimbridge. Um, I will let you introduce yourself, but I'll just tell our audience first how we know each other. Um, and we are in, it was so fun getting back our pictures from our event that we just had together. Karina and I knew each other, I guess, since February. We really only met through our um, business, Bad Bitch Mastermind, and met in person in May, right? Was it May? I don't even know what, what time it we're June. in. <laughs> it was June. It yeah, was in it was June. June. Yeah. Oh my God. Was it less than a month ago then? Yeah. Because that feels <laughs> like forever <laughs> ago to me. <laughs> it does. It does. But no, it was just, just a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. It's been um, our entire May, June, and then like now edging into July was just jam-packed. And then of course, in my line of work with the overturn of Roe, um, and you are in Canada, I am in the United States. So um, you know the ripple effect of that impact globally. But for me, yeah, I don't know what time it is anymore. <laughs> how I'm standing. <laughs> I was joking with someone yesterday, like, I just use a lot of concealer these days to look less tired. <laughs> so maybe that applies to our conversation. Oh, that um, totally applies to our conversation. It totally <laughs> applies to our conversation. So we met in person. Uh, how about that? It was only less than a month ago, but um, it was such a pleasure to meet you. And I just love our little group so much, our little big bad group. Um, so this is great to have this conversation with you after we've met in person versus just having been in the group together um, online. So that's how we know each other. Um, I'll let you introduce who you are, what your work is, and why you said yes to being in the podcast. Yeah, so um, my name is Karine Groombridge, and I am a mindset and success coach for moms who are looking to either start or scale their business. And I kind of stumbled into this work because as a mom, <laughs> I was like, oh, corporate life and and like family life and the two do not go hand in hand if mm. you want to you know enjoy when your kids are young and still make money so it was kind of like by like I kind of like stumbled into this career and now I'm absolutely head over heels in love with it and it's super fun because I get to show my kids like, hey, you can do something you love and you're passionate about mm -hmm. and make money doing that yeah. and enjoy what you do. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like what I, a little bit about what I do and, and how I got started. And I'm so happy and grateful to be having this conversation with you on your platform because um, I work on mindset for my moms who are looking to grow their business. And, mm -hmm. and it's so interesting because most of the time we're not talking about business. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. As much as, <laughs> as much as the goal is to grow the business and to, you know, make more money, make more of an impact. What, what I'm noticing is it's so much about our mental well-being and mm-hmm. our mental state of mind that is driving everything else. Mm-hmm. And when you go and take care of that, then everything else grows. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like what we do, um, each of us is very kind of similar in many ways. Like once you take care of one portion, one piece of things, then everything else kind of, kind of yeah. like lines up and falls into place. So I'm very excited to be having yeah. this discussion and just yeah. getting that in the heads of more people that, you know, if you're having trouble, if you're struggling, go and like get help for that. Go and talk to someone about it because it's gonna like right now it's impacting everything and it's gonna positively impact everything in your life when you get the right support, when you go and like figure out, you know, okay, what do I need for myself to keep going, to grow, to flourish. I love that. So most people probably come to you thinking, I want to make more money. And then you're like, that's lovely. Let's work on your mental health. (laughs) Basically. Yes. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I know I'm here for business, but can we talk about what happened in my family yesterday? Can we talk about, you know, my relationship with my mother? Um, I think that's the case with with all coaching work, really, like people come to me, me about abortion, but I'm going to say the most common thing we coach on is like relationships. That's a huge one. (laughs) Yeah. And Um, it starts with your relationship with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. We never, you know, we don't always land where we think we're going to land when we, um, invest in getting help for someone. But as you were talking, I was thinking, Oh, this is so interesting because my abortion story is that um, I had my first unplanned pregnancy in my late thirties and I had three kids and I was at a point in my life where my desire to like be human in the world (laughs) I know that mothers are human in the world, but anyone who is a mother knows those cave days and those like, it's different now that my kids are older, but all of our identity smushes together into one, but I was really ready to explore the part of my identity that was, what's the impact I'm going to make in the world? How am I going to show up? How am I going to leave this world a different place? Do we do that in mothering? A hundred percent. And like, what else do I want to do? What else do I want to create? Um, What are my passions? And so I had just stepped into that place in my life in my late thirties, coming from not corporate like you did, but coming from being like a diehard stay-at-home mom, (laughs) like, (laughs) like every kid should have a stay-at-home mom kind of diehard stay-at-home mom. Like this is, I will give up everything to be home with my kids. And coming out of that and being like, okay, it wasn't a bad choice, but like, it also had its consequences. (laughs) Like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. I don't know how to step into a career. And so I was just at the point in my life where I was like, I'm going to figure out who I am and how I want to show up in the world. And at that point, that work had nothing to do with like directly with coaching. And it certainly had nothing to do with abortion. Um, (laughs) 
but it was very much a part of why I chose abortion. And so the story feels extra relevant because I think anyone in your audience who's listening has likely made or will face that choice of like, here I am with, you know, as a mom entrepreneur, either starting a business or with an established business that I'm scaling. And I have this unplanned pregnancy. What do I do? Like, is it okay to say no to this pregnancy? Is it okay? Can I, you know, have the kid and still be successful in the way I want to be professionally, which is like your world? Or can I say no to this pregnancy and be okay? Like, can I be okay? And then do the thing that I wanted to do, which was in my case, like grow professionally and grow like as a woman, not just a mom. So, um, yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts as I make those connections in our stories? Um, well, so many thoughts. <laughs> so as, as you were, as you were talking, I was thinking, um, like, uh, trusting in yourself to make that decision is what came to mind for me because like, there's no right or wrong, whether you want to say like <laughs> for everyone in the audience, if you're in the camp of like, okay, I'm going to figure it out. And like, how can I still be successful and have a baby? As a side note, I just had a baby. She's five months. Yeah. <laughs> and and my not just is like, growing. it's my fourth. Like, I think that's an, Im- that's important. That, that's like, true. That's true. That's, that's an important. You have you know, like four small kids. Like that's, that's a big <laughs> deal that you have figured out how to run a business um, and balance a family of, of six. It's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I forget that, but yes, this is true. And, and for anybody in the camp of like, okay, shit, like I need to figure this out and I want to still grow my business. Like this is actually exactly what I'm living right now. And my business has grown more since I've had Mm -hmm. her than, than it was before, which blows my mind. Um, so if you're in that camp of like, I don't know how to make it work. Like I'm going to have a kid and I'm going to make less money and it's going to be harder. Like come talk to me, please, because this does not have to be reality. And if you want to have a baby and, um, you know, continue to make more money, do your passion, whatever, then you can, it's an option on the table. And like you said, so is the choice to not have it. Mm -hmm. And, and in making that choice, like the best thing you can do for yourself is just have your own back because nobody else can tell you what to do. Like somebody's going to have an opinion one way or the other nothing is right or wrong. It's just, you know, what do you want to, how do you want to show up and trust yourself, trust your decision on that? And like both options can be amazing. Yeah. And if, and if you're thinking that they can't be, you need to talk to one of us. Get in there. Um, for me, I, I had enough exposure. So I was actually like pretty heavily involved in network marketing when I, um, so I was working with like a traditional Chinese medicine company selling these medicinal mushroom supplements. And like, I absolutely loved it. Like I loved the product. I loved connecting with people. I loved the idea of making money from home, 
there are a lot of things I don't love about that line of work. And there are a lot of things I do. And I remember very clearly being in that place of, can I do it with a fourth? And thinking, of course I can. And I don't want to. <laughs> and <laughs> there you, you go. <laughs> I like, I know nothing about your fourth pregnancy, but you did choose to have a fourth baby. And can I do it? Yes. And exactly what you said um, about having your own back. That was the biggest lesson I learned from my abortion at all was like how to have my own back, how to make a decision. And then keep making that decision over and over and over again. And no matter what I felt, no matter what came up, remembering like I can choose to have my own back. I can choose to have my own back. Because there were those moments where I was like, maybe I could have done it with a fourth. I feel really sad. Maybe this means I shouldn't have had an abortion. Mm. And like, of course I had those questions. And then I came back to like, wait, why did you do this? What did you want? Like, oh, you just need to have your own back because you didn't want another baby. You didn't want to do it with four. So um, I love that parallel of the lesson learned in either direction is have your own back. Like learn the tools to have your own back. Because yeah, that's anything possible. Is possible. <laughs> yeah, anything is possible once you figure out that that's possible. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So good. Um, okay, before I ask you another question, do you, is there anything else you wanted to say about that sort of? Um, that general piece topic? Of our uh, conversation, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you had said something earlier about... Um, like being a stay-at-home mom and the whole, like the identity you you kind of get into as a mom um, of like everything being outside of yourself. Like when you ask somebody like, who are you? I'm a mom. Like <laughs> nine out of 10 times. It's like, I'm yeah. a mom. Like, thanks. Actually, you're an independent human. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you're not all of the, the things, you're you right like first and foremost and that um that's just something like it it sparked uh, a thought in me because you know talking about your mental health and well-being like having that identity and whether you're mom or not like just having that identity of like okay who am I like I am me first and foremost like I am an independent human and then everything else is like you know surrounding but Because I feel like once you become a mom, then you're just kind of like stuck to this vortex of like, I'm now responsible for humans, like other people. <laughs> and it's so easy to get so lost and like, get like putting everything out on like, oh, well, they need this and they need that. And, and, you know, all the things when it's kind of, you're no longer taking care of yourself first. And yeah. that was something I realized, like getting into motherhood was I need to take care of myself first. Otherwise, like shit's going to crash and burn because yeah. I'm like not, I'm not operating at my full capacity. I think the other day, um, like I haven't been sleeping terribly well because I have a five month old. <laughs> I know, shocking. And um, so I wasn't really feeling like, you know, 100% like on point. And I was having a discussion with my husband and we were talking about something we're like, oh, like we're going to have to move this and we can't go and we can't do this. And there was literally an option on the table that none of us could see because we just weren't in like a mental space to like process all of our options. And we were just like, oh shit, we can't do this thing. 
And then speaking to our, our, or my in-laws, they're like, oh, well, why don't you just do this? And I looked at my husband and I was like, oh, how did we not think about this? How did we not think that? Like we literally like could not see this like very obvious option on the Mm -hmm. table. And like, it was for vacation and moving things around so that we could still do what we wanted to do. And it was just such a, a light bulb moment of like, shit, like I'm not showing up the way I want to be. I'm not operating the way I want to be because I was tired because I wasn't taking care of myself as I should be. And, and I would have missed out had I not kind of been aware and been able to connect the dots. So I feel like that kind of like leads back into the, the overall conversation of like mental health and taking care of yourself and your well being because if you're not, like you might not be able to see that you're not thinking clearly that you're not seeing all the options yeah and that's why like going and getting that support and having somebody else kind of like be there as a witness to like what the hell is going on and pointing out things that you can't see in that moment like when you're in it yeah 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 I mean it's such a benefit to our profession is like um the things that seem impossible the things that seem unworkable the things that seem rigid um what we do is open those conversations up and explore and hold space for the things Mm. that had not yet been seen. And I think like, Mm. um, you know, when I know for myself, when I'm working with a coach, when I'm being coached, it's like just this process of exploring new places in my brain that I hadn't seen. And like, we are coaches, like we know what to ask. We know how to look. But we yeah. can't do it for ourselves, especially when we're tired, especially when we're burnt out, especially when we're feeling big feelings. And then letting someone else hold that space for you. And also, like, I'm not the kind of coach who doesn't suggest things, you know, like sometimes I'm like, am I a coach or a co-? some calls? I think I'm a consultant. <laughs> I'm like, have <laughs> you tried this? What have you tried this? <laughs> um <laughs> But it's like exploring and stepping into new beliefs. If I try that new belief on about what it means to be an entrepreneur, a mompreneur, I don't know if you like that word or not. I don't know if I do. (laughs) A mother and an entrepreneur. Or like, what are some beliefs I could have that might serve me in getting where I want to go? And if I am a person who's chosen abortions to sculpt the life that I desire, what are some beliefs I can try on to get where I want to go? Um, I think that is so much a part of what we do. And it like seems obvious and easy, but it's not like we're not having these <laughs> conversations in our everyday worlds. Yeah. Well, especially when like you've had years and years or even decades of you know, one belief system or one line of thinking that has just always been the norm. Like if you were taught growing up, abortions are not okay. Like this is wrong. Then of course, when you come time to decide, you're like, Ooh, but I can't. So of course, like you need to basically unfuck all of that. Exactly. What you've been taught and heard for years and years and decades to say, okay, but what serves me most? What would support me moving forward. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think sometimes, and that's that point about like we decide and then we have to redecide and redecide and redecide. Because sometimes maybe we were raised with a very conservative upbringing. We overcome those beliefs that felt really true. We decide to have the abortion. Or in your case, we decide to quit the corporate job. And it feels clear in that moment. And then you face the thoughts and feelings afterwards. Like, did I do the right thing? Um, Am I going to be able to figure this out? Am I worthy? Am I okay? And we have to then re-decide. Like we have to keep recommitting and recommitting and recommitting to um, why we made the choices we did about how we want to create families, right? And in your case, it's creating a family, running a business with four. In my case, it's going like, no, three's enough. Like I'm going to run a business with three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the, you know, the topic of our conversation was intended to be investing in mental health and well-being and how do we know when to do that um and for me part of the answer to that question is when you're having a hard time committing to the thing you know you want which is to let go of your fears to release thoughts that don't serve you to stop beating yourself up to um believe you're not worth it like that's when you invest and whether you're investing to figure out how to run your business with four kids, or you're investing to figure out um, how you really feel about your abortion stories, everything else gets affected. Everything else in your life changes. I love that you're Mm -hmm. taking notes. Tell me what you're taking notes about. (laughs) (laughs) It's more or less things like when you're talking that I'm like, oh, yes, I want to, I want to mention that. But um, uh, like the thought that I have is a lot of people say like, okay, well, I'll do that when, like mm-hmm. when we get back from vacation, when I sign another client, when yes. I have extra money. And like, I can tell you that when, like it, it just keeps going. Like it just keeps getting put off. It's kind of yeah. like, um, it's like the idea of like, oh, I'll be happy when mm-hmm. like, no, thanks. Like you can be happy now. And if yeah. this is a really foreign concept to you, you know, go get yourself some help because you can be happy today with whatever circumstances. And, and what's the benefit of doing it sooner rather than later? I mean, I know how to like, answer, but I want to hear your answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I could talk to this like forever and ever, but the, I don't know, just like for me and, and for what like some of the changes that I've seen in my clients and even in myself, most of the time we don't even realize how far we can go and how much potential we actually have. And chances are that whatever is going on in life right now, you're playing small Mm. and, and you can, like, you have so much more room to grow, to expand, to figure things out for yourself and so often when we put that filter of like oh but I have to wait until or I can only do this when or like putting it off to sometime in the future it's not actually helping you and serving you to get to where you want to go yeah and like just so many of my clients are like damn like I didn't even know that was possible like 
holy shit, I did this. And it wasn't even on my radar before. Cause I didn't even know it was like a thing. Like I didn't even know I could do it. Yeah. And, and it's like, there's so much of that for everyone and to figure it out, like getting that support allows you to figure it out that much quicker. Yeah. I think so many people after their abortions and so many of my listeners, um, well, so many people in general, but (laughs) step into this space of playing small. And I think these are words that like, when we know what they mean, we know what they mean, but how do you know if you're playing small? Like, if you can't quite see it, like, how do you know, oh, I'm playing small and I could be showing up bigger. More is possible. What do you think the answer is to that? Okay. So that's such a good question because you're right. I totally take that for granted. And like, I know what it means in my brain Mm -hmm. and the idea of like, like, I know what it is, but then to actually like have other people like outside of this like coaching bubble right that we live in yeah understand what it is you're right like it's not really a tangible thing like what does it mean to play small and I kind of feel like the triggers or the red flags if you will that I would say to look for would be so many things come to mind um let's see do you want me to share the say, big one for me? Maybe. Oh, go ahead. You had one. <laughs> oh wait, hold, hold on. I have one, and then we'll we'll compare yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so for me, it's like when you keep justifying why you haven't figured something out. Mm. Like, like when you have a goal, when you have something you're working towards, or even if you don't have a goal, like this is also a red flag. If you're just like showing up every day, like mm, survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. Like if if you're going through the motions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in survival mode, you're probably playing small. Well, yes. Survival (laughs) mode is like, you know, bare minimal minimum just to show up and like get through your day. Yeah. Like if, if you're feeling in survival mode, okay. Red flag, like you should go get help, like go talk to somebody, go see what could the next step, like next level be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one that stuck out for me is, and, and I know there's so many layers of this because shame is such a piece of the equation when it comes to abortion stories. Um, and a lot of people with abortion stories step into this place of like, I know what I want. I know what would feel good, but I don't deserve it. Um, and so I think like one of the things, one of the ways for me that I know we're playing small is I want more, I want different, um, whether it's a lifestyle or a relationship or a job or where our family functions, like I want more, I want different, but it's not that bad. I can keep going. Mm, And so when those are the stories in your head, just that desire of the thing that you want is the place to go. Like if you want it, it's possible. If you want it, it's something worth going after. And maybe it's not worth it. Maybe it's not possible. Like 
somebody's thinking like, well, I want to live in a mansion on the coast with, you know, whatever. I don't know. Somebody has this because people like their extreme examples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even if the extreme example is not possible. Well, I want to live on Mars. I don't know. Whatever it is, <laughs> the places you will go reaching for that dream of living on Mars, yes. of living in the big fancy house on the beach are going to, are going to be so much better than where you are now. Just thinking it's not that bad. I can keep going. Like I know how to manage this sadness. I know how to manage this defeat. Um, but just because you, you say that, can like, survive doesn't mean you shouldn't thrive. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you said, like, I know how to manage, like, the sadness. Like, imagine if you weren't feeling sad anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, like, the, the I guess, entry-level thought is like, okay, well, I know how to manage this. Like, you know, like you said, like, just the surviving or survival kind of mentality. And then just the thought of, like, what's that next level that you're aiming towards? Like, what if that were absolutely possible yeah and you're right just even just trying to get there I mean you and I know that they can get there but but for everyone listening like you have to know that it's possible for you to even try because if you're not thinking like oh I could actually own you know a mansion by the water whatever of course you're not going to go for it for like for me for um ever I grew up in like uh you know upper middle-class family of like, you know, we didn't go without, but we didn't like the idea of owning a mansion and having an abundance of money was just not a thing. Like I couldn't see how that was possible. And now, now that I have my own business, now that I've like grown and seen so many things, I'm like, oh wait, I could get a mansion on a beach if I wanted to. Like, this is something that's now like, okay, I see how I can get there. And it's not that important to me, but you know, like now I see the possibility of getting there and just having that awareness of like, okay, wait, this is possible. Like, that's like, for me, the next step out of survival mode is like, it's possible to look different. Yeah. And that's a really good trigger to keep going. Like I had a dream to use my voice and speak my truth and change lives right? And would I, I would love for my podcast, I'll just grab a number to reach 10,000 listeners an episode. And when I started, it was like 10 listeners per episode. <laughs> and I remember when it hit a hundred and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And then it hit 200 <laughs> and then it hit 300. And now there are months where five or 600 people listen to, you know, download every episode. And if I had just thought that 10,000 was impossible and just not done it, just stayed small and been like, it won't be worth it. No one will listen. I wouldn't be here. And this is amazing. Like this place Mm -hmm. along the way to the big place I want to go is amazing. And I could have just stayed small. I could have not felt the feelings after my abortion. I could have just bottled it up and pushed it aside. And I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't go after and say, wait a second, if I want more, if I want different, 
what might I be able to do? Is it worth it to invest in myself um, to prove what's possible? Huh. What comes to mind for me is like the question of, is it worth it to invest in myself? And my, as you said that, my brain like screamed, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Don't even question that. Yes, it is absolutely worth it. And like, you need to decide for yourself if that's, you know, what you want to do in this moment and time, yeah. like if that's the best next step for you, but absolutely it is 100% worth it to invest in yourself because like, you're only going to grow. You're only going to expand. You're only going to get better. Yeah. And uh, yes. Just you heard like, yes. Was the door. And I heard like, as soon as I asked the question, I heard, of course, <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. We're not always ready. I have made, um, I actually remember when I was first introduced to life coaching. I mean, I knew it existed, but I thought it was like something where you got like a weekend certificate and like people told you what you should do with your life. Like I didn't understand it. And then I found like, for me, I found Brooke Castillo's podcast and I started listening to, to the life coach school and thinking like, oh, there's so much more to this than, than I thought. And like, this is changing my life, just listening to the podcast. And then I, um, at the time I was in the stay at home, home mom role and like the money was tight, like really tight. And her program to join was $297 a month. And I was like, who in their right mind would do that? Like, who would do that? That's insane. <laughs> and this is only like five years ago compared to where I am now, but I get it. I get that place. It still feels so close to me where it's like, there is no way I can spend that kind of money on myself just to, to learn how to um, go after what I want and think differently and feel differently and figure out what's possible in my life. And I took, I bit the bullet. I started investing in that program and I was like, oh my gosh, I'd like a world I hadn't seen yet opened up. Mm -hmm. And then it just kept growing and growing and growing. And now I'm like $297. Like that's like, how, why would you not do that? Like, this is life-changing. Um, but it does feel like, do you remember those days? Like, do you remember investing in your first entrepreneur course or business program or like the things you teach now and the things you invest in yourself now? Like, do you remember what that felt like when it was like, why would I spend $300 a month as a stay-at-home mom just to feel better? Like for me, that's what it was. Like, do you remember that? I do. I remember pacing outside on my deck and, and contemplating, like trying to, to fathom a life where I could make my own income and do this independent, like do this for myself and be home with my kids. And it's funny that you say that because I like, it's giving me like full body chills. Cause I'm like, Oh wait, I'm there now. Yes. Like, literally I'm here now. And I make my own schedule. I work with amazing clients. Um, and it really, it stems back to that moment of like pacing <laughs> on my deck being like, I was on I my really deck too. Like I remember being on my deck too, being like, am I really going to do this? Should I tell, maybe I won't tell my husband. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I remember being terrified. Like, but yeah, it's funny that I remember being on my deck too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Outdoors. Outdoors is good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Sure. And now oh. like, I mean, I, I have invested tens and tens of thousands of dollars into my mental well-being and now (laughs) you know yeah and now into um you know more the world you're in which is like how do I share this with more people and how do I turn this into a business um to reach more people but um wait pause pause because you're already doing this yeah right yeah like your brain would discount it but you, you were just saying like, oh, wait, now there's literally hundreds and hundreds of people downloading my episodes every week or every yeah. whatever. Yeah. Right. I remember recording that first episode. I was in a hotel room, like terrified. I was like shaking. I was like, no, one's going to listen to this. This is dumb. What are you doing? Nobody cares. They're all going to hate you. <laughs> and now oh, like, yeah. well, we can come up with all kinds of stories yeah. to like stay playing small. It's amazing what our brains can do when we're like, no comfort zone. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to stay here. Yeah. And after my abortion, it was like, you're not allowed to feel better. You're not allowed to make this mm-hmm. choice and feel good about it. You're not allowed to, to not want another baby. You're not right. Like I had so many yeah. rules and stories I had said to myself is like, remember I was coming from like diehard stay-at-home mom, which is basically like mothering is the most important thing in the world. Like essentially Mm -hmm. that was my belief system. And so um, when that was my belief system to say no to mothering was like a big freaking deal. And so the thoughts and feelings after that were a lot to work through. And I cannot imagine where I'd be if I hadn't done that work if I hadn't invested in myself, um, to feel better. Yeah. And like, like just look at where you are now because of that one decision you made to, to allow yourself to feel better. And now you're in this place of being able to, or I guess deciding that you want to go and impact people. You want to help more people figure this out for themselves. Yeah. And because because you got stronger. Exactly. Like you got stronger yourself and you are now able to go and help more people versus the staying small, not helping yourself and like recognizing that you are your biggest asset. Like you are the most important thing, especially in your family household. Like you being good means everybody else is good. This is, this is my philosophy because I do a lot of things for myself that maybe some people might see as selfish. And I'm like, "Mm, no, thanks. Like when I take care of me, everything else thrives. Like everyone else thrives. It's a happy, you know, bubble, if you will. Yeah. 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 Uh, Like a favorite exercise I do with clients around that. Um, and it's, it's undeniable. Everyone who does it is like, Oh, okay. I see what you mean. It really does matter to help me first. Um, but yeah, I mean, and now because I helped myself, because I felt better after my abortion and because I I had my own back and I refused to, um, stay in some of the darker places. I get messages every single day from someone saying like, thank you for your work. It changed my life. Um, Mm. and we have to go first at something, whether it's the business we start, the healing we do, um, whatever it is like going first is worth it. 
even if no one in your family has ever invested in a life coach or no one has ever invested in a business coach, like be the first, make it happen. Go change lives. Hmm. That's my ending. What's your ending to this podcast? (laughs) Oh, I I was going to say like, you know, put a pin in that. Like we are good. (laughs) That is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. How can people find you if they want to learn more um, about your work? Yes. So I hang out on Instagram and on Facebook at Karina Groombridge Coaching um, and come find me, come hang out in my happy bubble. If you would like to start a business or grow your business and it gets to be fun and easy. So yeah. 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 And I'm sure there are listeners who made their abortion decisions for business reasons and Mm. they might want business coaching. (laughs) They might want abortion coaching. You've got both right here. Um, And Karina is (laughs) C-A-R-I-N-A, everybody. Um, I know lots of Karina's in lots of different spellings. So we will link to everything, but um, thank you for being here. Thank you for having this conversation and um, see you on our next call. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.